Are you exercising, eating the way you think you need to, squeezing in sleep, and still feel like your mind and body aren't performing at their peak? We interview the world's experts on nutrition, hormones, peptides, and molecular biology, as well as longevity. Learn newfound insight to promote healing, defy aging, and take your performance to superhuman levels. Get ready to feel strong and look great, clear your skin, achieve your ideal weight, and love life. Now, I have to admit, when I was a high school athlete and had to starve to make weigh-ins and uh, lose weight and, and food restrict my total food intake. I always kept my oversized clothes because I knew I'd get fat again. I knew it. I mean, intuitively, it was going to happen. But it took me several years to finally realize, oh my gosh, I can literally eat as much of these fresh whole foods, but particularly with your strategy of sequencing. First of all, oil is not good for you. It clogs up your arteries. It gives you heart disease. It's, you know, 100% pure fat. If you're trying to lose weight, why on earth are you eating fat? You, the fat you eat is the fat you wear, and we've heard that many a times from Dr. McDougall, as you well know. So salt, I mean, oil is very addictive and is very concentrated in fat. Well, I... I don't know if you recognize, but the fact is that, you know, we have a society that has been kind of conditioned to consume oils and fats as if they're healthy. And of course, I worked with Nathan Pritikin, who influenced John McDougall, sure. and I was the director of the entire Pritikin Better Health program. So, you know, all that being said, I'm, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying I'm proud to say I worked with Nathan Pritikin, and he was like the pioneer, the early guy to blow the whistle on oil, sugars, and fats. And I never forgot, we would do six weeks of classes in the outpatient program. And each week, the attendees would come, and we had a food preparer, a demonstrator, a chef, make the foods for all the people attended. 50, 100 people would come. We'd make three, four, five-course meals. And it was pretty amazing. And yet, I never forgot, without exception, on the last week, the sixth week, the students were asked to do a potluck and bring their favorite dish, and they would make up something from what they learned. Plus, we had them write out what they ate, 24-hour food recalls, every, you know, as often as we could during sure. the week to keep track of them. Because, you know, people sometimes eat mindlessly. They eat whatever they eat. A lot eat. of people eat mindlessly. Yes, they do. <laughs> so that being said, at the end of the six weeks, they would come up with this dish. They would come up to me at the end of the class and go, wasn't that dish amazing? Wasn't it incredible? But I got to tell you, Dr. Nick, that first and second week when we tried the foods, it was just so tasteless. I just, I thought I was going to drop out. And I'm thinking to myself, I tried their dish. I ate it. And I'm like, okay, great. No sugar, you can tell. You know, it's got nice spices. It's flavorful. But you know what? It's identical to the first few weeks, but yeah. their taste buds had changed. Well, they hadn't neuroadapted yet. Your yes. taste buds had not neuroadapted. And it does take a little while for you to neuroadapt. But once you get there, it's absolutely... I, okay, so here's the, the analogy that I use when people ask me about the oil. I will always say, take your best oil that you have, pour that down your sink. And they always tell me, no, 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 we can't pour it down the sink. And I'm like, well, why can't you pour it down the sink? Oh, well, it's going to clog it up. And I'm like, well, what's it doing to your arteries? It's doing the same thing. And then they say, no, no, but we use the good olive oil. We use the cold press, extra virgin olive oil. And it's like, I'm sorry, guys, 
your body doesn't know if you're giving it olive oil, macadamia oil, grapeseed oil. It, it doesn't differentiate. It just doesn't. I, I think it was once stated that it was only since uh, 1918 there was the cold press process where they could actually extract oil out of whole natural foods. So it wasn't something that our evolution, our bodies were accustomed to. Right. And just the same as I, I, I don't know of a person who would argue with us and say, look, uh, where does sugar come from? It comes from sugar beets and, and sugar cane. Well, right. cane and beets are essentially good for you. No one would argue that beets are good for you. And yet, why are you accepting that the sugar that comes out of the beets is acceptable, whereas the oil uh, is unacceptable, that is. They know it's not acceptable. But the oil is coming from olives, which takes hundreds of olives, uh, several ears of corn to make the oil. And this is not natural. This is not healthy for right. people. No. So talk from experience. What is your odyssey? I know you reduce a significant amount of weight. Tell your story. It's just rather amazing. Well, thank you. Well, um, after college and down the road, I started gaining a lot of weight. Okay, so I had gone, I've always been fluctuating up and down, up and down, up and down. And I remember going to a metabolic doctor who was very well known, and he told me that it would take Herculean efforts for me to ever lose weight. You know, you tell somebody that, that puts you in a totally different state of mind saying, well, the hell with it. If I'm not going to lose weight, I might as well just eat and enjoy my life. But what he failed to teach me is how to eat properly. He kept giving me these protein shakes and he kept giving me all this stuff. And I'm like, this isn't working. I never truly, truly learned how to eat properly. I had to avoid beans. I had to avoid potatoes. I had to avoid mangoes. All of these fresh natural products that I could eat. And he said, no, you can't because it's going to make you gain weight. And it's like, no. And it wasn't until one day I came home to visit my mom after just hitting rock, rock, and I mean rock bottom, because that's, I think, when it snaps, when you just wake up and say, okay, enough is enough. There's got to be a way to get out of this hellhole. And it's when I came home to visit mom, and she was listening to Dr. Furman. Now, prior to, doctor, to all this, I had tried raw foods, and I had success with raw foods, and I actually did it for a couple of years. Was that at Optimum Health Institute? Yes, or? Okay. and I worked at Optimum Health Institute okay. for four months. And I they was, help cancer patients, right? Absolutely. Fantastic. So that's where this whole journey started, and then I became allergic to dairy and egg products, which oh. was a great thing. Because, well, it wasn't great because I had to give up feta cheese. And as a Middle Eastern, I lived on feta cheese. Oh. But Well, isn't feta like goat cheese or something? It's I, derivative as goat, I thought. I'm not sure. But okay. all I know is I cried because I couldn't have feta cheese. <laughs> okay, ouch. Yeah, it was bad. But it did me a world of good because then I got turned on to Dr. Furman and I got turned on to this way of eating. And you know what? His food and all that, it just made sense to me. When I was listening to him on, the, on PBS... What he was saying just made sense. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to listen to this guy. I have to find out where he is. I have to go to one of his seminars. And two weeks later, my mom and I were on a plane. We went to Utah. We were at one of his excursions for about a week. And it was wonderful. And I've never, ever looked back since that day. I have stayed on this path this whole time. 
Wow. It's interesting because I uh, had a similar experience. I was watching 60 Minutes on television, and they were talking about my three patients and Nathan Pritikin's success with helping these three patients not have to have coronary bypass surgery after 30 days of living at a center in right. Santa Monica, where I eventually was in, uh, asked by Nathan Pritikin to come work with him, which was just an opportunity of a lifetime. And it's interesting because there's a picture of me, I think it's shown right here, somewhere oh gosh i can't think it's in, in the other video but uh yeah I, I had a situation where i was extremely overweight danny can you send me the the opening video that shows the before after picture of me and i used to show this picture because i as i worked with nathan pritikin people needed to see that i was not always in shape that i i needed to lose a lot of weight and uh when you look at my picture when i was 21 years old I looked older, I felt older, mm -hmm. I was inflamed, I, Less I was energy. I was carrying fifty extra pounds of body weight. And you know, I, I remember, you know, following his book, I have a copy on the shelf, Danny can grab it and, and hand it to me, but uh, live longer now. And it was such a simple, easy directive of, you know, essentially get rid of the oils and the fats and the sugars. And it talked about lowering blood pressure and reversing or preventing heart disease. Okay. And it was so clear to me because I was struggling with high blood pressure. I was on blood pressure medication since I was uh, a, a freshman in high school. You're kidding. At, no, only 15 years old, 16 years old. And so all the way to my senior year in high school and I went to USC, uh, my freshman year in college at USC, I had a stroke, a TIA. And so I knew the blood pressure medications weren't helping. The right. doctor told me give up salt and I add, but it wasn't just the salt. No. And I was eating so much protein thinking that the protein was good for me that it led to high cholesterol, clogged arteries, and all these things. So for me to experience that um, result, uh, it, it, it was, it was kind of life-changing. Um, is there a way to pull it up on, on this screen? Sure. So uh, I don't know how to show that, but yeah, yeah, they can see that. Here, here um, there's a picture where I'm in blue and I'm holding my stomach in and I could not hold my stomach in. Oh my God, I'm not laughing at you because yeah. I know that experience and yeah. you're taking a picture and you're holding your right, stomach right. your stomach is so big that you think it's really going to help by you holding it. I so know that trick. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, we're, you know, humans, we're vain. We want to look good in of our course, pictures, right? Of course we but do. I couldn't hide how fat my face was and how inflamed yeah. and my cortisol. And then just six months later, uh, you can see me holding my stomach, but I actually could hold in my stomach. And, uh, you know, my face looked differently. And then this has taken um, a year ago or two. And, I'm, you know, obviously um, a, a lot more muscular now. So, you know, for myself, uh, working with Nathan Pritikin, it, it was interesting because I was... Uh, kind of the poster child because I had followed Pritikin's program and at the, I went to see him speak in Pasadena, California and I showed him that exact picture and he said, wow, uh, you know, he said, would you like to come work with me after oh, a long wonderful. conversation? That's wonderful. Yeah. How lucky are you to have met him and worked with work him? Worked with him for, yeah, three years. You're a wealth of information. Well, also Pritikin was smart because he would bring Dr. Dennis Burkett, who he'll trowel, Ernest Winder, all the original scientists and doctors that really were the forerunner to lifestyle medicine, sure. who talked about preventing, reversing cancer and heart disease and diabetes and, you know, all their theories that went along with it. So I personally got to meet them at these conferences. That's really wonderful. That's really wonderful. And, and you know, likewise, I think everyone out there needs a mentor, a guide. And, and so, 
you and I both had a similar experience. We simply through changing our diet, which was the number one factor, I believe. Absolutely. I was already exercising quite a bit because I was an athlete. Were you? Yeah, I I competed in swimming all throughout junior high, high school, college. I was always in athletics. So exercising for me was not the issue. I could go work out three or four hours a day, but I finally learned that you cannot out-exercise a bad diet. You just can't. Your diet is really, really important. You need to be eating healthy, unprocessed foods. And it's interesting because, you know, most educators or doctors will say, hey, just push yourself away from the table, eat less, <laughs> and go out and exercise eat more. Less. okay. So, so, you know, the whole portion yeah. control thing, where do you no, buy into that? No, I'm the, I don't portion control. I eat until I am comfortably full. I don't eat until I'm so sick and I'm so full. No, I don't do that. But I will eat till I'm comfortably full. I don't weigh, measure. I don't do any of that. I, and it's been such a um, freedom of not having to do that for the last nine years. And honestly, I've kept my weight off and I'm not even trying right now. And still I can lose weight. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's I, great. I, I've heard you interviewed uh, with Chef AJ and others. And it's interesting that you have a strategy that I absolutely endorse and love. Uh, in my early book, Weight Loss and Energy Now, I, I talked about um, this, this strategy, which I guess I don't have it on the, on the table here, but... Um, this this book, Grow Young and Slim, I talked about the strategy as well. And that is to start your meals by filling up with soups, vegetable soups, salads. So sequencing. Sequencing. And then later, leading the next thing on the table would be yeah. the fruit. And then maybe some of the, if you will, the starch potatoes, sure. the beets, the beans. And then maybe a little handful of nuts or seeds or possibly as part of the recipe. And then last or never would be animal product. You've already got dairy product out. I gave up dairy product when I was 12 years old and found out I was allergic yeah, to it as well. Yeah, yeah. But but the meat, the chicken, the yeah, fish, the out. turkey. Now see, now people are gonna listen to us and go, oh, wait a minute, how how can I get my protein for my athletics? Oh how my can God, I get my protein, protein as a senior? And, and, and the kids, where's my children gonna grow healthy? Every study reviewed, oh was all shown that that was all based on rat studies. So everyone eating out there is basing their human food intake requirement on Osborne Mendel's original 1920 studies. Do you know of anyone that's protein deficient? Never met them. Never. I've never there seen it. I've looked at lab work for 43 years. So so where is this coming from? The meat and dairy industry. Exactly. They want us they're to paying. believe. So no. Yeah. No. Yeah, and and by doing so, they're in a place where you and I have to answer this question. It's the most commonly asked question, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. Besides, you know, oil, which is the second most yeah. common, right? Yeah. So how, and, and I think this is an important factor. Shada, I noticed that people who were educators that I worked with 40 years ago knew the truth, knew what they should be eating. And yet, if they had never participated in food demonstrations and recipes and the whole kind of ins and outs of making this program work, it was the actual chefs, the food demonstrators that they 40 years later are in great shape still to this day. But the, the educators who knew intuitively what they should be doing, but fell off because they had no practical strategy. So that strategy starts with showing people how to go about making vegetables and fresh food healthy and tasty. 
Well, I think you, if you're going to do this, do it in steps, and you gotta you gotta simplify your life. Just simple. If you start out with vegetables, you have a big salad, then you have a, a vegetable soup, and then you'll have some rice, you'll have some quinoa, you'll have potatoes, squashes. There's, I mean, there's so many different types of squashes. There's so many different types of beans. There's so many different types of rice. You can have quinoa. All of these foods have a lot of protein in them, and you're not going to be protein deficient. But I, I always, the way I lost my weight is by sequencing. I sequenced my meals. And what Tell I, the truth. Tell it all. That, well, I'm going to because <laughs> you know me. And, but sequencing to me, it means that I started with the lowest calorie density food, which is what? Vegetables. And by the way, within vegetables, there are certain vegetables that are even lower, lower. in calories, exactly. right? Exactly. I totally agree. And you also know this as well as I do, that it's, whether it's steamed or raw could be it with falls in within that calorie density because raw, I guess, is 100% and then steamed is 200. Uh -huh. Is that what it is? Yeah. So mushrooms. Oh, God, I love mushrooms. Barely 20 yeah. calories, yeah. if that, right? Zucchini. Per cup. Right. Uh, celery, right? Celery, cauliflower. Romaine lettuce. I mean, all these fresh. Yeah, cauliflower, right? Did all you know that things. there's protein in romaine lettuce? Absolutely. I know you do. I was being sarcastic, but <laughs> our audience, <laughs> these people that don't know, and they keep constant. You and I are eating protein all day long. You know, one of the most exciting findings when I interviewed um, Lee Haney, who wrote this book, Fit at Any Age, who won the Mr. Olympiad eight years in a row. Muscular, strong, amazing individual yeah. who consumes basically all complex carbohydrates and essentially gets about 65 to 80 grams of protein a day. That's that's it. And so all these people in Amher that are athletes or bodybuilders saying you have to have so much more protein, they're not following science because yeah. carbohydrates have a protein-sparing effect. So whenever proteins in the fruits and vegetables naturally present gets used for protein needs. We don't have to add protein on top of it. No, you don't. In fact, protein's an inefficiently burned fuel anyway. It's four calories per gram, like complex carbohydrates, but it leaves waste product, ammonia, uric acid, some very toxic causes, probably the leading cause of kidney damage. And we have a, a high incidence of people in our country on kidney dialysis. Isn't that sad? It's sad. All it's they have to very, do is they sad. could prevent it. Or when they got in trouble, Dr. Kempner proved this in the 1940s, the rice fruit diet, right? There you go. There you go. Exactly. And what was the average weight loss in those people on the rice fruit diet over the course of a year? 147 pounds on average in obese individuals. So That's tell us amazing. again, I, I am just still blown away. How much weight did you actually reduce from your high point to? 120 pounds. 120 that's a human. That's, that's, that's another like... human being. That's another person right here. That's another person right here. Wow. And, I, and, I, and what's really nice, and I've continued to eat the way that I eat. And guess what? I'm not, my clothes still fed. I haven't gained any of my weight back. And Now, I have to admit, when I was uh, a high school athlete and had to starve to make weigh-ins and uh, lose weight and, and food restrict my total food intake, I always kept my oversized clothes because I knew I'd get fat again. I knew it. I mean, intuitively, it was going to happen. But it took me several years to finally realize, oh, my gosh, 
I can literally eat as much of these fresh whole foods, but particularly with your strategy of sequencing, particularly for people <laughs> who are genetically, and there are, let's be honest, yeah, there, there are. are people who are genetically skinny. They have very few fat cells. They can mm -hmm. eat eggs, cheese, and meat. I and wish they'll that be, was me. My, my brother, he's the yeah. runt of the, I, I shouldn't call him the runt. He <laughs> is thin and fit. Yeah regardless of what he eats, yeah. but he, he eats healthy because he knows better because sure. of gut issues. But me, I'm the one that, and my other brother, whew, we gain I weight. Think, I think you and I, if we look at something that's <laughs> fattening, it might as well just come on, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I tend to track, and I'm asking you if you do this the same, I look at myself in the mirror. I don't always weigh myself. Once in a great while, I do just out of curiosity. I like to measure percent body fat. If you can find a submersion underwater, which is really the only accurate way. The, some of these little handheld, you know, electrical things that measure body fat, stepping on a scale, it's questionable. But you know, let's let's go with the, the reality of percent body fat changes. But I notice when I look in the mirror and I go, okay, wait a minute. I've been eating too many of the more dense caloric. Sure plant-based foods Absolutely. and it's time to sequence and get very aggressive but i have to be careful because if i use really big bowls of salads and vegetable soups they're so filling and satisfying of course i'm not hungry i feel great and then i eat some fruit through the day fruit is not a, a weight gainer it's a weight loss food and then i fit in the other items the beans and so forth and guess what i start losing weight gradual and i'm not hungry my energy's high and then when i reach my ideal weight i get hungry more often do you notice that? Because I got to eat a little more often because I'm sometimes, right down at that weight or sometimes yeah. a little below my weight. Yeah. And so I have to mention to plant-based doctors, sometimes they've gone a little too far with the fasting or losing weight and not taking enough calories. And I'm like, okay, there's that other end of the spectrum. You can get too skinny. Possible? Possible. I agree. Yeah. I so agree. how do you monitor yourself? Do you, do you keep that barometer? As long as I can fit in my clothes every morning <laughs> i am a happy girl now yeah you're right sometimes i will overeat on certain foods and there could be days that right like is right now squashes are in season and i don't know about you but i love kabocha squash delcata squash acorn squash i absolutely love those i got spaghetti squash spaghetti and i squash use a fat-free spaghetti sauce there you go oh, isn't that delicious so good have you tried delcata lately? I'm not sure. What does it look like? Delcata is kind of long. Danny, can you look up delcata and email it to it's me? Got, it's Squash? yellow with uh, green stripes, and you slice it's it. It's yellow with green stripes? Yeah, it really it's is. kind of a seasonal thing, it's isn't it? Oh, okay. Like okay. right now, if you go to Trader Joe's, they've got them for like 90, 90 cents or 99 cents for each one. They're, they're relatively cheap. But all you got to do is slice it in half, take the seeds out, put them upside down, roast it in the oven, and oh my God, it's, I just eat it plain. You can now drizzle a little bit of flavored balsamic vinegar if you want, or not. You don't have to. Add some seasonings, but I like it plain with nothing on it, and they're, they're, it's delicious. Hey, guys, I got to tell you, the new coaching program has come out, and we're excited about the coaching program because the coaching program is at nickdelgado.com. We'd love to help to guide you, to coach you on your health journey. And now you can apply for the special coaching program. And you can also get our special book, Immune Rejuvenation. Just leave your name and email, and you're going to get one of the best books written on this whole subject. We are excited to know, Anne, and I got to tell you that, you know, the whole idea of immune rejuvenation has come. Mm -hmm.